Big Fluff. Did she do it on purpose? It was my fault. I, I told her the wrong door. I was supposed to see her. She wasn't supposed to see me. So what? Well, ordinarily, I wouldn't mind. But... But what? Well, I just got back from swimming in the pool. And the water was cold. Uh, you mean shrinkage? Yes. Significant shrinkage. So you, you feel you were shortchanged? Yes. I mean, if she thinks that's me, she's under a complete misapprehension. Joel Murphy, this is Hobo Radio, and with me, as always, Lars Periwinkle. How is it going? Hey, you know what's gross? What? Hair on a bar of soap, my dude. <laughs> it is, yeah. You still use bar soap? Oh, I definitely still... What do you use, body wash? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, just liquid soap, you know? No, no, man. Yeah, get the... Get that. Uh, the, it's a brand called Black African Soap. It's got like shea butter in it and stuff. Rub, rub that on like a little little exfoliating pad. Get that on my, my bones. Get hair all over it. Get hair all over it. No, that's, that's my new thing. That's my, this is my, this is my, new, uh, my new catchphrase is every week I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, uh, ask you if you think a thing is gross, my dude. <laughs> I like it. No, it's a good. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. This is solid. And yes. So if we're keeping track of this new segment, yes. I think that is gross. That is very gross. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. By the way, speaking of new segments, what an exciting time. 2023. We're still changing it up. You know, they, they say these old dogs that we, we don't know new tricks, but we, we do. We do. Yeah. 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 Don't forget, like you and you and I were born in the lost years. We are. That's true. We are very. We're too young to be Xers and we're too old to be millennials. Nobody so. wants us. Nobody wants us. That's fine. Yeah, nobody so wanted like, us guys, when we were these, kids. Our parents would give us they keys. Did, they did not. That's how we became friends while we were <laughs> yeah. picking pockets. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Two. I had a key to my house. It was like, I don't know. I guess come home from school and let yourself in. No one will be there for hours. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I had my latch key. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, that we would get into shenanigans. But yeah, they think we, we were going to be good for nothing. But here we are. We're reinventing everything all the time. Yeah. So with that in mind, uh, we, we've said it so many times. Like, good, check the tapes. But don't. Mm -hmm. But uh, check the tapes. And, uh, you know, we're not a sports show. We don't talk about sports. It's not our thing. No. But this time of year, this is like, this is Super Bowl time. This is NFL time. This is... This is, this when is the big game time. It's the Joel. Big game. Let's not let's not get lawsuited. Yeah. Well, so I, you know, I wanted to ease us into it to try to to be able to be more of a sports show for this time of year. And so I thought about it that uh, to, for this show, what I felt like would be appropriate is maybe if we do an out of context sports clip to like wet our appetites. Okay. But when you, when you say do one, I have a clip that I'm going to play. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but obviously like, you know, you and I were, we're old and we're tired and we don't mm -hmm. have that like NFL energy. We don't have that sports energy. So, oh no, I can't keep up with the young bucks. No, so no, sir. I do have some music to maybe get us in the mindset for this out of context sports clip. All right. You ready? I am ready. Here comes the lawsuit. 
All right, Joel Murphy here with an out-of-context sports clip. I don't know. Is that energy right? <laughs> I feel like you just yell, right? I think that's... Uh, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. Out-of-context sports clip. Standing room only at the Cox Pavilion this weekend. That was it. That was it. Yeah. You want it again? I can give it yeah, to you again ahead. if you want. All right, you ready? I can yep. play. Do you need the music again? Nah. Okay, just nah, the clip. Nah. You know what? Yeah, I'll take the music. I'll go ahead and take the music. Standing room only at the Cox Pavilion this weekend. There it is. Well, it would be, wouldn't he? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sitting down. Yeah, well, I don't think at the Cox Pavilion, I don't think. I think you should just nah. be standing room only. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, I'm going to stand up and hold my beer if you don't mind. Yeah, so there you go. That was an out-of-context sports clip. Excellent. You know this what's is fun? All, this is all good stuff. Do you want to guess what that they're talking about? Like what sport? Oh, standing room only at the Cox Pavilion. Well, I don't know where the Cox Pavilion is. Maybe it, no, Cox Cable still isn't a thing, is it? Um, and I don't even know where they're from. So standing room only. Where are you going to be standing to watch sports? Well, now they use that. They use that term in, in all sorts of circumstances now. Um, I'm going to say. Uh, oh, there was. Um, you know what? Fuck it. There was a, this isn't even where they play, but there was a, a guy on the Maple Leafs who scored two goals one night and everyone thought he might get the hat trick. He didn't, but maybe that's what it was. Uh, no, sorry. Okay. To, that was not that it was, uh, maybe surprisingly Nevada women's basketball. Oh, Nevada. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Anyway, so that, that was our easing into sports. And I mean, like we still, we'll see how next week goes. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get even closer. So, Why was it standing room only? Because it was the Cox pavilion. Oh, word. Yeah. Everyone was very excited to be there. Oh yeah. So sure. They, yeah. They, everyone was excited. They were packed in. Okay. I got yeah. you. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> uh, I didn't watch the rest of the clip. I just <laughs> randomly like heard that. <laughs> And I was like, well, I need that clip for Hobo Radio, obviously. Word. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Cox Pavilion is probably in Carson City because that's where a basketball team in Nevada would play. I mean, yeah, why not? I'll believe that. I didn't do any further investigation, so yes. Well, it's the capital of the great state of Nevada. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the Silver State, Joel. The Silver State? Yeah, it's the Silver State. Why is it the Silver State? That does not... Nevada Nevada shouldn't be the Silver State. They should be like... I actually think... Probably because of Silver Mines. Oh. Um, But it has two nicknames, as a matter of fact. It's the Silver State and something else. I don't remember what the other thing is. And, uh, you know... I, I was going to try to riff something, and I don't know why. I got nothing. It's also... Yeah, the, the no-law state. Old Gambly, they call it. Old Gambly. <laughs> All right, well, um, do, can I play more audio for you? That's what, you know, I think... Oh, yeah, do. by all means. Oh, man, yeah. if I can... We can do... That'll kill all sorts of time. <laughs> no, I want to talk about this. This is actually... This is... I, we're going to do an investigation, I think. That's maybe that's where we okay. pivot. Okay. Okay. But no, I am going to play clips for two television shows for you. Okay. And mm -hmm. I just want to get your thoughts on these two clips. One is a show from uh, several years ago and one is a new show. Okay. okay. So here's the first one. It's a show that was created by Tim Baltz and it's called mm -hmm. Shrink. Okay. Cool. And this is the trailer. Or shrink. So, what brings you in? Well, there's a lot of things. It's just those moments in the day where I'm just like, ah! What's in the space in between your hands? My family. 
I am required to inform you that I am not a licensed psychologist, but that these therapy sessions provide a record of the clinical hours needed to acquire such a license. So you're training? Essentially, yes. I'm being mentored by a therapist downtown. David, you're doing therapy in a garage? Dear Peter, nobody likes you because you have a weird dick. Oh, that's not true. It is. Oh, looks like a slug is holding on to an egg. What led you to this decision? I really want to help people, you know, for money. I just graduated from medical school, and I am at the foot of a mountain of debt. Yeah, my cat got real sick. She would need 51 cats getting sick constantly. One of them would have to have a massive cat cocaine habit. Oh my god. How have your sessions been going with your patients? Really, really good. You're an asshole. I hate you so much. I'm gonna cut off your face, wear it on my ass, and shit it out your mouth. Really interesting. So, you hate him? No, I don't hate him. I hate the sounds that come out of him. You mean what he says? No, like everything. Like chewing, breathing. Do you hear him right now? I think it... Oh, wait. Why did it... It paused. <laughs> I was like right at the part... Where it's like, do you hear him? So it was quiet for a second, and then yeah, it just yeah. like didn't keep playing. People, are you seeing? No, no, no. I uh, probably shouldn't. Well, at least twenty, but I've lost track at this point. Okay. Well, so that's, you get a sense, right? I think I get the idea. Sure. I like Tim Bolts. I was just really glad it wasn't the NFL on Fox music. I thought it was going to be. I wouldn't, what, what, I would play that three times as if there's some sort of rule that dictates that throughout the show, we would play that <laughs> it music. Might, it might be funny if you did it a third time. I don't but, think so. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Uh, but yeah, so it was a show that was created by Tim Bolts. Uh, it was on CISO, so it was not very watched, but. Essentially, I, I've watched every episode. You can now watch it on Peacock. It has since uh, shown up there. But it was uh, a show that didn't probably get the attention that it deserved. He played a, a therapist. He was trying to get uh, his license. And he had a mentor who walked him through it. He it was very unconventional. He didn't quite understand the rules or follow them. And all of his patients were comedians who were hilarious, you know, like a who's who, you know, Mary Holland is in it and sure, uh, all these uh, different people, John Lutz, like all, you know, a lot of, a lot of familiar, hilarious faces. Okay. That's a show called Shrink did not get the attention that it deserves. Okay. Cool. A new show on Apple TV. It's called oh, okay. Shrinking. And Aha. I'm going to play that trailer. <clears throat> Okay. Are you just gonna burn down your career and take me with you? Coin flip? Get out of here. What's on your mind today? Like, I want to change, but I'm not particularly open to make those changes. I'm trying. Every time I get rid of one compulsion, another compulsion comes up. Are you yawning right now? Spoiler alert, I feel like I'm stuck. Right. How does that make you feel? Jimmy! Liz! Hey! It's three in the morning. I'm sorry. What's in that bowl? Well, pretzels. The other bowl. Maybe some painkillers. Maybe? There's painkillers in there, yeah. I have to ask, is this you forever? I don't know. Oh, hey, Paul. I'm worried about you, kid. I mean, grieving here. You've been numbing. Stop. You're doing sad face. This is just face. I have resting dead wife face. <laughs> he just kept on going on and on about how dumb I am. But he loves me. Your husband is emotionally abusive. He's not working on it. He doesn't intend to. Just leave him. Okay. I think I can help people if I get my hands a little bit dirtier. Your mom wanted you to scatter her ashes, right? We know what they should do. Don't you ever want to just shake them? Well, we don't shake them. I take that back. Run, huh? Sounds so unethical. You're just gonna burn down your career and take me with you. Coin flip? Get out of here. 
Wait, this is my office. It took you longer than it should have. My patients are really thriving. This thing I'm doing is really working. I'm right behind you! Nobody gets through this life unscathed. I can't remember Mom's laugh. I can feel her slipping away. You're faced with a choice. Are you gonna let your grief drown you? Or are you gonna face it? Come through the other side. It's nice to see you have your spark back. You're just gonna leave your car here? I'm a white guy in Pasadena. The cops will probably just take it back to my house for me. Must be nice. Alright. So this is a show starring Jason Siegel about a therapist with a mentor who uh, sees a bunch of patients like Heidi Gartner, who are comedians, and mm-hmm. who crosses sort of the ethical lines or, you know, like kind of the patient therapist lines, uh, you know, that gets real. Um, this is created by Bill Lawrence and uh, Brett Goldstein, who I, I should say I love Brett Goldstein up front. Uh, you know, he's from Ted Lasso. He um, plays Roy Kent. But um, I don't know, Lars. Do you see any similarity between these I two? Heard, I heard some similarities. Yeah, right? Like, I just... I don't know. I, I want to try to give people benefit of the doubt. A lot of times, you know, you get that, like, Dante's peak volcano kind of thing. You know, sometimes parallel thought. You know, we're all living in the same culture. We're all experiencing the same things. Sometimes two comedians come up with the same joke. But shrink and shrinking. And as far as I can tell, the structure is almost identical, minus like in the first one, the Tim Baltz one, it's that he has a mountain of medical debt that he's trying to pay off. And in the Jason Siegel one, he has a dead wife. Both really bad things. Really, yeah. Really hard things to overcome. Um, yeah, I I wanted to say it was more of a um psych and the mentalist sort of situation in that like you just you just took that idea and you're gonna do it again and it's gonna be more popular probably i right i mean it i'm trying to give as much benefit of the doubt as i can but it feels that way it feels like did i hear a coin flip situation in both of those or did i did i I just repeat that in my head on accident it would almost seem like deja vu i think yeah there's definitely a coin flip. Yeah, there's, you know, from, there's the older wizened veteran, which somehow in the I think that that's got to hurt, too. Right. If you're Tim Baltz, that. Yeah. Oh, we took your show. And also for the mentor therapist, we got Harrison Ford, you know, guy yeah, who doesn't we, do. We TV. were going to ask him, but he doesn't do television. <laughs> so we didn't ask him. <laughs> also, our show was on CISO and had no budget. But that's cool <laughs> that you guys you won some Emmys. I think it just bumps me out because it's like, it just feels like a more powerful team. You know, Bill Lawrence, who like, obviously he did scrubs in Ted Lasso, like that dude right, has right, had right, a, yeah. a long track record. But yeah, it feels like they decided that a show on CISO, like, because they had to have Googled it, right? You have to check to see if the time, I wonder if they tried to name it Shrink and we're like, well, we can't name it that. <laughs> like, I just... It seems I don't know. I mean, how far along in the process where they said, well, we're going to call it shrink. And they said, no, there was just a show a few years ago called that. And then they looked up that show and went, oh, shit. But that's what I mean is like, you guys, we made the show again. uh, Yeah, I think that that's where I kind of line up to is like maybe sometimes that happens. Like maybe they came up with a very similar pitch, but like at no point did you see what was out there at no point did you realize i also imagine like there had to be a comedian that they tried to get for the show that was like didn't i already do this show like five years ago (laughs) right 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 man that is very that is very weird well let's go to ucb and get some people to play the patients uh they they already (laughs) think they did it yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean they'll do it again (laughs) <laughs> but yeah i all of that i guess to say i don't know it, it seems very weird to me um i this is not what i want for brett goldstein it's not what i want for tim bolts i like both of them so much and i right. you know i feel in the middle of this conflict that you know i i 
you know, I'm being forced to choose a side and my side is Tim Baltz and I say go watch uh, Shrink on Peacock. I, I'm, yeah, I'm going to side with to side with Tim Baltz. That guy is pure comedy. Well, yeah. And it's like he's a guy who I feel like he's like on the verge of breaking through. Like he does a lot of stuff. If you don't know the name Tim Baltz, uh, probably the biggest thing that you might know him from is he's in the Righteous Gemstones. Uh, he plays uh, the boyfriend to um, what is that character's name? But the daughter of the gemstones like he. Oh, I don't remember. It's been, but, a, it's been uh, a while. But yeah, he's in that like uh, if he, he shows up in a lot of other TV stuff as well. But no, Tim Baltz is hilarious. Um, his wife, Lily Sullivan, who also shows up in Shrink, is also hilarious. And yeah, I, I just. I had that for, you know, whatever platform we have. I just I keep seeing the promos for shrinking and like because obviously they got a lot of money behind it. It's Apple. You know, this is. Oh, yeah. It's Harrison next- Ford. I mean, and that's the thing, too, is I'm not talking about how g- good or not good or crazy or not crazy or, uh, you know, um, um, old or not old Harrison Ford is. The point is they got him. Uh, to do a television series so there's plenty of money behind this thing i still don't know how they did it yeah because not only that but he it doesn't look like he he gets to be especially you know i don't know funny or cool or the things he likes to be on screen i didn't see a single airplane in the entire trailer yeah yeah maybe that's what they left maybe all of this is taking place on an airplane (laughs) you know what i will say this that I am willing to to put a, myself out on a limb and say that Harrison Ford is not aware of the show Shrink. That I guarantee oh, no. he might not be aware of the show Shrinking. <laughs> what they did was they came to him and said, "Will you you be interested in this pilot?" And he said, "Pilot, pi- I'm in. I'm, oh. a, I'm I'm I am that. Let's do this." You know what? That's it. Uh-huh. That's exactly it. No one ever thought to ask Harrison Ford if he wanted to be like if he wanted to do a pilot. <laughs> He doesn't know what television is, really, because yeah. he doesn't do it. So they said pilot. You know, yeah, that's me. That's where yeah. I signed to and, be pilot. And by the time he had signed all the, the contracts, it was too late. They, it was too late. Yeah. They were, yeah, they were ironclad. Mm-hmm. So here, here he is. Also, I feel like once, uh, once he sold his soul to show up for five minutes in Rise of Skywalker, the sky's the limit on now's the time. I think you and I should just make a pitch to Harrison Ford. I think we could get him at this point. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't know who he didn't know who Jason Siegel was either. So Zero we, we could do. I looked him up. Apparently he shows his balls a lot. <laughs> He'll say oh, Lawrence. I don't know. Apparently he used to scrub people. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> his wife was hot. Anyways, wait, I'm a pilot. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm looking up Bill Lawrence. Uh, he did something with lassos. Okay, this guy's all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's a cowboy. I'm a pilot. This guy shows his balls. I'm in. That was it. That was exactly how it went. <laughs> and the, by the way, and before anyone says anything, I'm not making fun of Harrison Ford for being old and senile. I'm making fun of Harrison Ford for being an old fucking pothead. Yeah, and also just making fun of Harrison Ford for his general apathy towards life. <laughs> His just whole vibe forever, because way before he was old, he was exactly like this. <laughs> yeah, it's the truth. It's the truth. If you when Mark Hamill does his Harrison Ford impression, if it's from 1977 or 2010, it's the same exact voice because he sounded like a grizzled old man for that period of time. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. All right. Well, hey, we we branched out. We talked about sports. Uh, we talked about. Uh, this shrink shrinking controversy, but I think it's time to comfortably climb back into our wheelhouse because my friend, Oh, James Gunn yep. came out <clears throat> and announced the slate of DC comics films. Yeah. Yeah, he sure did. And, uh, he announced 10 new projects. And I, I think I, I'm, we're not, I don't think there's any need to like go through them project nope. by project or anything, but Hell I definitely no. think you and I have spent a lot of time on this show talking about DC comics, talking about superhero movies, all of that. So I did want to check in with you 
and see. I don't know. Like, first of all, I mean, did you watch the video? Did you have you read about this? Like how I read about it. Yeah, I didn't watch anything. I don't watch any of that crap, man. I watched and, and, it. Like, I know you watch it. That's why you're the leader of this particular <laughs> outfit. I read about it after. It's the same thing with um, it's the same thing with with football. I don't watch the football games. I follow who wins and I read about it. I will even place a bet on sports, but I don't watch the fucking football. It's boring. Yeah. yeah. Uh but uh but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's we've talked about it many times before. DC's in a tough spot at this point. They they are so far behind Marvel at this point that, you know, I don't even think Marvel can see them in their rear view. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, so you read about it. Like, what are your what are your thoughts? Like, do you? you know? Well, before before we do that, since you mentioned it, um, I, I know I was I started to send to you. I didn't want to be too incessant, but I do this. I do this thing. Um, you know how people like to be pissed off sometimes. Yeah. And I'm not one of those folks. But one thing I have been following. Um, I shouldn't say following. One thing I'm addicted to is when I hear someone has said something about in Hollywood, someone in Hollywood has said something about being pissed off about these Marvel movies. I'm all over that shit. Yeah. Like white on rice. I'm like, I want to know everything they said because I don't think they realize that everything that any of them do is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And they just choose to pick on these things and like, like dozens, hundreds of movie are released every year. And then they say, it's only Marvel movies now. There was fucking four of them. Right. Last year. But I mean, whatever. Fine. Also, so I just get pissed off. I don't, I really don't get it. Also, if my choices are watching whatever Marvel movie it is, if it's, I don't even care if it's like a C tier superhero movie, whatever, I'll watch it over Steven Spielberg's love letter to his making movies. Yep. Steve, Steven Spielberg's love letter to himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man, was I, I was really enjoying uh, Django Unchained until Quentin Tarantino showed up doing a stupid fucking accent. Yeah. Well, yeah, you just I, spent two hours putting me into this world and now I'm completely out of it because there's your big stupid face doing a bad accent. Yeah. No, I mean, movies are stupid. And look, like the. <laughs> I love it because you know what this is well, we'll get back to the DC thing but now you've, you've made me think about it too I did think it was sure. really funny they announced the best picture nominees and I love that they tried to throw a bone to popular movies but they still yeah. can't do it right even when no. they try it's like well okay fine is this what you want we're gonna nominate Avatar and Top Gun right the Avatar thing, because the first one was nominated as well. I'm like, give me a fucking break. Y'all haven't even seen this movie yet. It's only no. been out for like three weeks, so you don't even know. Yeah. But fine. Top Gun. Which I haven't I haven't seen it. And it I'm not not be I've not been avoiding it. I'll see it eventually because I don't care because it's just going to be fun. Whenever the fuck I see it, it's going to be fun. Fine. You guys, you nominated it. Well, that's what I mean. It's like, <laughs> look, I. I am on record as I'm a fan of Tom Cruise. I'm a fan of this era of Tom Cruise. He does ridiculous movies that oh, yeah. are fun. He understands how to make a satisfying oh, popcorn man. blockbuster. This script was uh, co-written by Christopher McQuarrie, who does all the Mission Impossible films. I love him. I saw this movie in the theater because obviously I did. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I still think it's very silly that it's nominated for best picture. Like very come on. silly. And I'm with you. I don't see, I don't see all his movies, but Tom Cruise is in it. He's in a midlife crisis of epic proportions. And I yeah. can't wait to see where it goes. Like I get great. Well, and his instincts I don't know are why great. It would show up. Look, it, look, his instincts are great. He understands what audiences want to see. And I'm going to be real controversial here. I'm, I'm saying it and I'm, I don't care who hears it. Uh -huh. The first top gun is borderline unwatchable. And I think the strength of Top Gun Maverick is that McQuarrie and Tom Cruise and whoever else was involved, they looked at that original movie and said, what if we just basically did this again, but it was coherent? Right, right. Yeah. Cut out the shit that no one really gave a fuck about. Yeah, it's just a better streamlined. It's essentially a remake of the first movie, but a, it is better. Like, I think it's shot better. Cameras are better. They 
could use technology where it looks like you're in the cockpit and the, the, the plane is flying through the air. It's really fun to watch. It's breezy. It like it's it's fluff. I loved the hell out of it in the theater. And then I walked out of that theater and didn't remember a second of it. What if everyone wants to fuck the guy with the mustache this time? <laughs> that was one of their innovations. Uh-huh. I think the one thing, and I just said this, that it's it's better than the original, but I do think the one thing that it lost, and I think we all lost something, is it's not as homoerotic as the first film. And I think that's completely unacceptable. Well, I guess it depends on who's watching it. <laughs> that's true. But I think it's not as overtly homoerotic. <laughs> uh, okay, sure, sure, sure. Not on its own. Yeah. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not there, in a vacuum. There's not this scene where, you know, Tom Cruise shoves his girlfriend out of the way to make out with Iceman at the end. Right. If you put, like, if you eliminated everything we knew or ever knew about Top Gun and it just existed on a USB drive, no one's ever heard of it. No one ever saw it. Anyone who was in it also didn't remember. If it just existed on the USB drive and you shot that into the depths of space beyond our solar system, beyond beyond our eye, beyond the technology that exists now, that movie would still be very, very gay. Yeah. Yeah, it would. Like, for sure. They, like, and I feel like if, you know, an alien found it and was somehow watching it on an alien laptop and, like, their alien parent walked in the room during that volleyball scene, they'd close the laptop. Even if contextually... I mean, mean, maybe, if they were conservative. But, you know, what? on the flip side, (laughs) if it were, like, if it were a society that had advanced beyond our primitive notions of gender and sexuality and their whole society was fluid and it was just and it was just physical physical love and physical attraction and um uh it was yeah it, it it just it was a utopia and they didn't have those primitive notions they would still watch that and go oh yeah this is i mean this is this is pretty gay yeah pretty gay (laughs) <laughs> got a little tingle like, <laughs> <laughs> i like this old-timey gay stuff <laughs> oh man uh but also we're gonna get back don't you worry we're getting back to to james gunn but the oh last, yeah yeah the last thing i will say uh about the academy award nominations obviously we'll do a, a full episode before Unf- uh, yeah unfortunately yeah. we will i am so i'm so angry every year now but uh but i just i do want to take a second to talk about uh the the whole andrea riseborough to leslie thing which just, is yeah uh so frustrating you're shaking your head like you are not familiar with this no no i'm familiar i just don't know why it's it's anything but you you can probably you can definitely explain it better than i can well so yeah it was a very cool thing and i i watched to leslie molly and i watched it and it's great and she is phenomenal in it it truly is a fantastic performance and one of those performances too where like i knew vaguely who she was because she's been in like birdman and mandy and stuff but then when i realized she was british i also got kind of mad it's like, wait, oh, really? Well, just in that, like, not like mad in that, like how talented she is because her accent is flawless and she's doing this emotional performance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah she's really good. She was in that episode of Black Mirror that I, I have a, a really great time watching because uh, y'all, she's in the episode called Crocodile and she she it's when you can read people's memories. I thought you can read people's memories. You do that in every fucking episode. Of I was going to say, Mirror. it's the one where people see other people's thoughts and they're upset. Yeah, yep. <laughs> you can just see into people's brains and then it gets really dark and weird. Anyway, look up her episode and you'll, if you've seen it, you'll remember, oh yeah, she was that bitch. Oh yeah. no. Well, and I, I think she really does have that where there's like a bit of, uh, again, we just talked about how silly acting is, but it, for real, I think she has that thing where she's a bit of a chameleon where you, you don't realize how many things you've seen her in because she's so seamlessly fits into stuff and plays characters yeah, she's really and good. She's really good. she can look different and she obviously can flawlessly do accents and all of that, but it's, it's a great performance and the entire movie. It's an indie movie and it hinges on her performance and she's great. And it's a tough character because she's not like, well, she doesn't, she does a lot of things that could make it hard to sympathize with her. If the actor playing her wasn't making you, sympathize with her you know and she sure. does it and you really care about her and you're with her for the journey 
and it's a great performance and it was this small movie that didn't really have any studio behind it but a lot of actors decided to champion it and they you know promoted it there was all kinds of people that like in LA they they hosted screenings to try to to raise awareness of the movie they talked about it on social media and they just said how good her performance was and it worked and she got nominated for for best actress uh-huh so then the studio was like this uh, the studio but the the you know the powers that be at the the academy were like wait wait hold on There's something must have not like she must have done something nefarious to get this nomination we need to investigate how she got this nomination and it's like first of all if you think that there hasn't been a long long history of uh-huh. studios strong arming their movies into getting nominations you are willfully naive like uh-huh. they're mad because they thought they had a monopoly on the ability to control right. who got nominated and they don't like that someone can be nominated purely on merit as a true like grassroots campaign straight up that's why I'm, you guys are so full of fucking shit because we saw <clears throat> listen we all saw and remember melissa leo's video that she sent when she was in a fur coat laying by a pool with a glass of champagne talking about how she wants and thinks she deserves to win an oscar and then she did yeah no, and you so, can see so, the and, machine. And that's it. You're absolutely right. It's this lack of control they think they have. When like you, yeah, you shouldn't have all the fucking goddamn control. <laughs> well, right. I mean, it's not, you know, none of these things are a meritocracy. It's, it's a popularity contest. And it's absolutely. Uh, it's a, you know, I mean, you can see it because the studios, they'll come out. And what do they do every time the Academy Awards or the Emmys or whatever are nominated? The first thing they do is go like. Disney was nominated for this many awards, you know, uh-huh. and it's like, you know, like MGM got this many. And it's like, you're not even saying the movies. You just are keeping score of which ones of you got the most. That's all you want. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. It's like when it's like the medal count in the Olympics. Well, yeah. OK, but can we know their names and what they won those medals for? Uh, we have 73 gold medals. <laughs> I, I guess we're the best then. I don't know. All I know is that if a costume designer tries to give a one minute acceptance speech, we will play them off the stage because God yeah, forbid yeah. They, they don't talk. they don't even air those things anymore. <laughs> but we can we can get into that, like you said, when yeah. we do when they do a little bit more Oscar coverage. What I wanted to share with you is um, uh, an- another. Hollywood elite is talking shit about uh, Marvel movies. And this is courtesy of a formal, former uh, Marvel star. You know what? I'll call him a Marvel veteran. Okay. Um, you might remember him. You might remember him from 1990. 98's uh, Blade. This is Steven Dorf. And boy, does he have opinions. Oh, wow. Steven Dorf, uh, you know, who did Blade in 1998. And then we all know his career since then so yeah I, totally I totally to yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and so this is this is from variety <clears throat> i didn't i i read through this once or twice just to get an idea of what i wanted to share with you and i still don't remember why the hell they were talking to him or what the fuck his project is but um okay um well the actor went viral in 2021 after telling the independent that uh black widow uh, quote, looks like garbage <laughs> and that he was quote unquote embarrassed for its leading star, what? Scarlett Johansson. That's right. Steven Dorff is embarrassed for Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, God, I, that's what I think every time I see Scarlett Johansson, too. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> um, OK, Dorf continues, quote, all this other garbage is just embarrassing. You know what I mean? I mean, God bless them. They're making a bunch of money, but their movie sucks. Laughs. And nobody's going to remember them. No one's remembering Black Adam at the end of the day. I didn't even see that movie. It looks so bad. He has a problem with the universes, too, I guess. Oh, yeah. OK. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> Apparently this started. Um, um no, no, no. I'm tired because I'm tired of reading this thing. Apparently all this started because Steven Dorf is pissed off because they're making a new blade. a new blade movie and he thinks they you know they got it perfect. Well, nobody time, told so him that they already made two other Blade movies that he wasn't in. So, yeah, I don't know if he mentioned them or not. Yeah. Um, he, he, I will say that of the three Blade movies I've seen, that one is the best one, and it is a perfect Blade movie. I'll give him that. It is no, I love that movie. I saw that movie. Was that still when you were working at the theater? I because I I think I saw that movie five times in the theater. I know I saw it a lot. I kept going to see yeah, it. Yeah, it must it must have been. Because yeah. I was there when the Matrix was out and I think they were out around the same time. Yeah, because I think that was in the era when you would sneak me into movies. So I but I just There was no sneaking, no one was there, man. Well, yeah, you just yeah. walked in. You nice to see you again. Yeah, no you one would cares. walk me into our terrible theater. But I <laughs> I know that I saw Blade, I think it was like five times in the theater because I kept finding friends of ours and i was like you haven't seen blade and i was like you, you want to go right now to watch blade yep yeah no that movie's great but yeah shut up like and i also i find that you know like the guys that have done superhero movies and they complain about it though the reverse of that was i remember ethan hawk was one of those people that he talked a bunch about like how terrible marvel movies were and then that motherfucker showed up in moon knight so I was like, ah, I guess you changed your thoughts when the uh -huh. when the money train rolled up uh, straight up. And maybe it was interesting. And like, oh, here it is. Um, Marvel is used to me trashing them anyway, Dorf <laughs> said. How's that? I'm PG an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he, here he goes. He's going to he's going to be real facetious now. Um, how's that PG Blade movie going for you that can't get a director laughs? Because anybody who goes there is going to be laughed at by everyone because we already did it and made it the best. There's no Steve Norrington out there. You know, the guy who made League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? <laughs> he didn't say that part. Well, that part. the reason that there, there's no one else out there is because after he made League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, he never worked again. So. He didn't. And to, and to, be, to be fair to Mr. Norrington, it sounds like it sounds... <laughs> It sounds like Sean Connery like ended his career for him, which yeah. sucks. <laughs> no, that uh, hey, look. If I can promote another show that I'm on, we did an entire Silver Linings playback about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, where we talked about all the behind the scenes drama. I think there was a I fist listened fight. to that one. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I think they yeah. got in a fist fight, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yep, be yep. Because he was, because yeah, Sean Connery was just an angry old man. Here's the funniest problem. I'll, I'll, this will be the last time I quote Stephen Dorff, probably ever. But this one's good. <clears throat> Earlier in the interview, Dorf said he'd, quote, do mainstream movies all the time if they were good. That's why he's not doing it. It's the children who are wrong. He's <laughs> he's just getting offers left and right. The actor added, quote, if the one or two a year that happened don't, for whatever reason, cast me in a role, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it because I wasn't one of the 50 people in Oppenheimer. I mean, it looks cool, but to me, unless you're playing Oppenheimer, I don't want to be in that movie, laughs, unless it's my friend's movie, and then I'll do a scene or pop up, end quote. So that was Stephen Dorff who played Blade in Blade, right? <laughs> this, is, this is Stephen Dorff who... If he gets offered a part in Blade, he's going to take it. No, if he got no, that is a man who has become bitter because the phone's not ringing and 100%. he's mad. Yeah, and because again, you did Blade. You have no problem with superhero movies. You're mad that Marvel has continued along and nobody's calling yeah, you. And I think, and I think that's, and I think that's why any any one of these Hollywood folks. Um, talk shit about the MCU is because, well, they obviously don't understand it, but also they see the movies coming out. They see them making a ton of money and making a ton of money unironically. This isn't a Fast and Furious franchise, you know, or the Expendables where they say, well, those are stupid action movies. They see people, um, uh, people of all of all ages being really emotionally invested in this and really liking it. And they're they're baffled, so they just lash out against yeah, but they're stupid. Maybe they aren't. Maybe they are. I mean, who gives a fuck? I don't know why you're even saying the shit that you're saying. Yeah. You could if someone asks you about it, you know, you could say, 
you know, I don't get it, but it seems to make people really happy. I, I guess it's just not for everyone. Instead, right. you have to say it's not cinema. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's, yeah, it's just gatekeeping and it's dumb and it's, yeah, like, I mean, that's the thing it, where, you know, I mean, superhero movies are of varying qualities. There are very good ones. There are not very good ones. But at this point, it's a genre and it's not going away. And it would be nice if, especially at a time when I feel like I constantly hear stories where people are afraid about people not going to the movies. People are worried about cinemas closing, like trying to keep the lights on. And it's like, this is a thing that brings people to the movies. Even if it's not for you, be happy that your indie movie will have a place to screen <laughs> in one theater because five other theaters are paying to keep the lights on by showing a superhero movie at the same time. Yeah, straight up. Just there's all kinds of movies. Why say anything? And just, you know, Tarantino talking about directors are wasting their talents making these Marvel movies when you don't know what kind of movies they want to be making. Ryan Coogler loves making Black Panther movies. Right. Do, do the Russos want to be doing something else? You don't know, but they're doing that and they seem to be good at it and like it. You know what I mean? Well, again, I just yeah, you can the see Sam, Sam Raimi directs the shit out of superhero movies and you're saying their talents are being wasted. That's what they have the talent for, man. Well, it's like you could see Chloe Zhao pitched Marvel The Eternals after being nominated for, uh huh, you know, like Academy Awards. That was like her passion thing after that. Some people oh, like know. doing I, stuff. And I know I sent you this one because this one really got um, under my skin. Um, here's Jodie Foster. Here's a quote from Jodie Foster. Studios making bad content in order to appeal to the masses and shareholders is like fracking. You get the best return right now, but you wreck the earth. It's ruining the viewing habits of the American population and then ultimately the rest of the world. This is what she's saying about they're making some comic book movies. Yeah, that's Jodie Foster from The Beaver, right? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was her uh, her her last big credit was the Beaver. Yeah, starring Jodie Foster's Beaver. I can't remember. It was her and who else did she work with? Oh, it was that guy you sent me a picture of that time that you were hanging out with, Mel Gibson. You were saying <laughs> he's got some pretty funny ideas, but maybe we should hear him out or something like that. But yeah, Jodie Foster, who continues to stand by Mel Gibson, and uh, you know, and who, and I looked her up because look. Jodie Foster has been in the business for a long time. Jodie Foster does know movies, but I looked up her credits. She doesn't have any writing credits, you know, yeah. and she's directed a few movies and a few episodes of TV shows. And I'm not saying she's not talented for God knows she's talented in so many ways. But why open your mouth and say some dumb shit like uh, like making <laughs> making movies that appeal to masses is like fracking. What are you talking about? In that those Making are both movies words? that lots and lots of people like is like ruining the earth for future <laughs> generations. The fuck out of here. Yeah. That's I, ridiculous. I yeah. Okay, but man, we're rapidly running out of time and I we Oh yeah, we, let's talk about the DC universe. That will <laughs> that will definitely just be straightforward. Uh well, I just, I, I guess like a couple of thoughts. I mean, we're, you know how I feel about Grant Morrison and they announced that their Batman is going to be based on Grant Morrison and we're going to get Damien uh, and they're doing Batman oh, the Brave yeah. and the Bold. Yeah. Not is, is, uh, is, is Damien a Grant Morrison invention? Yes. yes. Oh, that makes a lot of sense because I don't like him. I'll, I'll say that I've even like made my peace with that character, but I have never enjoyed Grant Morrison storytelling. No, no, I'm not, I, I don't like a storytelling you. And Damien seems perfect for him because it's really easy. It's such an easy character. Well, it's oh, like he's he's what, he's a Type A bossy kid. Yeah, Fine. it's just what if Robin was like the worst? Is yep. basically yep. the pitch, you know. But so they announced that uh, they announced a new Superman. Uh, they, the thing that I love is that they announced a Supergirl woman of tomorrow. That's based on Tom King, who is one of my favorite awesome. writers today. Uh, awesome. excited for that. Like they announced a swamp thing, you know, they, they're doing the swamp, more. Men. Swamp thing is big right now. They really reinvented that character with the, um, um, I forget whose run it was, but it coincided with the swamp thing TV show. Yeah. That, yeah. The swamp things come a long way. 
Uh, but then uh, they they said there's a Waller, like an Amanda Waller. They're doing a sure. lot of. I mean, it makes sense because that's James Gunn is so involved with Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. But it seems like they're really building up that corner that both uh, Waller is going to be a show, and then there's also a Creature Commandos show that's going to be her putting together a team of creatures. So a lot more Amanda Waller, which I'm good with. Absolutely. I also saw they're doing a Booster Gold thing, which is great. Booster Gold is a fantastic character that has been underutilized that I there isn't a Marvel equivalent, which is good. Mm -hmm. uh, he's really fun. I also just like, I mean, I don't know if you had this thought. I immediately because and they have a past relationship pictured Nathan Fillion being cast as Booster Gold. Oh, that's good. He would be a good Booster Gold. Yeah, I think that's a good use of him. But I uh, went to um I went to Jim Carrey for some reason. I don't know why. I, I don't I don't even think yeah. that's a great fit, but I yeah. would still watch it. That no, but I think fun. it is kind of I think he's a ridiculous character. He's a, yeah. he's someone who takes himself way too seriously. Right. And I, I and like that. Yeah, who's kind of bombastic and overly yep. confident. It's just I think there's a Venn diagram crossover between Malcolm Reynolds and uh and Booster Gold. You know what? You're absolutely right. You're right. Uh, so I could see that. But I the other thing that I guess I wanted to say, I and I'll say like I'm cautiously optimistic about dc i'm excited to i like james gunn a lot and i'm excited to see how it all shapes out but i want to the thing that gives me pause that i don't know if you caught this they're trying to do what marvel does and i understand why marvel does it but you know the big thing with disney plus is now if you watch the what if or if you watch different stuff it's all in the same continuity and a lot of times it's the live action actors are voicing the animated characters and it's right. all a shared continuity and james gunn really emphasized that he wants to do that and he, he mentioned like exceptions of like teen titans go will still exist and uh the junk or two that we're getting and uh you know the the batman by matt reeves stuff like th sure. there's stuff that's going to be he called it elseworld stuff which is a dc comics imprint but for the most part they're going to try to make everything in the same continuity. And I have to say, I get it with the live action TV stuff, but it bums me out a little bit to hear that the animated stuff is going to be in continuity and use the same actors. Because one thing that DC did well when they didn't do anything else well was one off animated movies with a variety of voice actors. Straight up. And I never missed those. Yeah, and me like, neither. And, and, it's and funny. I, I'll tell you, no, let me correct myself. I did miss those because they would drop them so frequently and without warning. There's that a lot I had of them. To, I had to play catch up many times. You and I had conversations because I would I would see a couple that you hadn't heard of and you would see a couple I hadn't heard of so we could watch them all because they're all great fun. Even the shitty ones are fun to watch because yeah. they're, they're they really just... I mean, they go for it. I'll give them that. I was excited that you finally watched the Batman Harley Quinn one that I told you about, because that is the weirdest one of all of the ones that I've watched. The one where oh, Harley yeah, Quinn was really weird. in the Batmobile. <laughs> they, they, she sang an entire Blondie song. I was like, why is she? I, you know, it might have been. I think it might have just been Debbie Harry at the time. I don't remember. Yeah. Anyways, it was a really old Blondie song. I'm like, she's. She's at karaoke. She's going to sing this whole song. She's going to yeah. sing an entire song at karaoke right now. Yeah. She farts in the Batmobile. She has sex with Robin. <laughs> and then there's yeah an entire karaoke sequence where she sings yep. a full song. And then there's a. Big well, yeah, she yeah, she fucks fight. Dick Grayson. And then to make Batman pull over so she can take a shit, she starts busting ass in the Batmobile. <laughs> what is what is this movie? It's it's a very weird movie, but I'm glad that you. But that's the thing is like. You never knew what you were going to get with a DC animated movie, but it, I never regretted watching one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me, me either. It was great. They've done a lot of good stuff with John Constantine, too. Yeah. Um, that, was, yes. that was a comic I read a lot. And I think he made a transition to cartoons much better than he did to television or movie. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they take another swing at a Constantine movie because that yes. like the Keanu and that Reeves wasn't one. for lack of an actor either because the guy who played him on on TV has voiced him steadily since then. He's really yeah. great. They just can't. They they don't under. They, you look, John Constantine has to be PG thirteen. He's yes. not going to work as PG, and I think that's why he didn't work on network television. Yes, yeah, but I definitely think there's room there. He's a really fun character, and I agree. There's a lot of good Constantine animated stuff that i've enjoyed 
But I also just, yeah, I, I feel sad for the voice actors. You and I were also recently talking about how Diedrich Bader has sort of become, uh, obviously, rest in peace, Kevin Conroy, who we yes. all miss terribly. But like, uh, Diedrich Bader's a really good Batman, and he, it's He's always a great fun Batman yeah, when yeah, he yeah. pops up and stuff. And I think that he feels like the guy now that you want. And so. He does seem like the, the heir apparent and not not a default, but just like a lot of people have voiced Batman other than Kevin Conroy throughout these, these past three decades. And he I think he's just nailing it the hardest right now. Yeah. And he, he shows up in the Harley Quinn animated show and he's really mm -hmm. great in it. Yep. Uh, but that's the thing is like they're not going to cast him in this Batman, the Brave and the Bold live action movie to play Batman. Nope. So. It seems to me that you're saying that he's not going to be Batman and you're saying that like Tara Strong isn't going to be, you know, Raven or uh, mm -hmm. Harley Quinn or eight million other characters. Like, There's a <laughs> right, lot of people. Right. Mark Hamill, it doesn't fit in as the Joker in your new reality. Not that I think he's done it in a minute, but no. And I think he I think he has said he's not going to do it without Kevin Conroy. Yeah, which I totally get that. But 100 percent. I just that's the only thing that it's like I get the thought process but it does uh disappoint me a little bit it is disappointing I, you know what's funny is nathan fillion played um um hal jordan in a few of these dc cartoons and he was a really great hal jordan yes, i don't think yeah. they're even going to use hal jordan though i think they're going john stewart personally which oh, is a, which what? is a more interesting green lantern than hal jordan in Actually, personal I opinion to, i forgot to mention i think they're both in it they they did announce oh, get out of here <laughs> I they announced because it's interesting that that there was a Green Lantern show in the works for a long time that got changed. But they they mentioned that in the press conference thing and basically said he described it as being less like in space and more of a true detective story. But I think he said both Green Lanterns are going to be in it. Or, I mean, both those two Green Lanterns. But those those two Green Lanterns. Green That's Lanterns. right. That's right. I'm I'm down. Uh, we'll well, be hey, fighting man. the color yellow, Joel. They're fighting the yellow. <laughs> yeah, Green Lantern's tough to do well. Yeah, I mean, they nailed it in the Ryan Reynolds movie, but other than that, it's oh, been boy. really difficult. It was actually, it's actually not that bad. I think it was the costume. The costume really, yeah, I can get over it. Maybe, yeah. All right, we're rapidly running out of time, but do you think that we have time to do A Person You Should Know? Oh, sure, we can okay. go through A Person You Should Know. Look, oh, uh, everyone. Hold on, real quick. I have an exciting thing to share with everyone, too. Like, as our uh, effort to step things up in 2023 I have prepared a theme song for person you should know. Get out of here. Yeah. This is so exciting. I didn't know about this, you guys. Person you should know. Thank you. That actually that actually did catch me off guard. See, that's did. the trick. You have to wait is, like 40 good. minutes before that you hit good. that third. I don't know what the fuck I thought it could have been. <laughs> but of course it was that. Okay. Okay. So listen, everyone. This is someone who's been in your in your living room. Uh, or more likely in your hotel room or <laughs> on your phone during a lunch break for a long, long time. Possibly in uh, your hospital waiting room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. This is CCH Pounder. Um, um, before you ask, who's CCH Pounder? Why does that sound familiar? She's the lieutenant from the original Law and Order. Yes, yeah, she is. Um, she actually didn't come onto the show until... Um, season three or four season three of their 21 years on air but was she, there not anyone before her like they, there they was but i don't know i don't that's yeah. not a person you should know so i couldn't tell you who that is <laughs> um she is actually holds the record for being in the most episodes of the original law and order more than anyone else more than sam watterson more than sam watterson the da's come and go the detectives come and go but you still have cch pounder being the lieutenant that's because yeah once you got her like you weren't you weren't topping that and i think they knew that oh 100 percent. Oh, yeah, yeah yeah um uh, she has 139 credits to her name. Oh, wow. And the re for reason, many reasons I chose her, but it feels like um, 
I originally started this segment because of uh, I just wanted to tell people a little bit more about character actors, maybe some leading actors you didn't know so much about. Um, Eartha Kitt comes to mind, um, who has a, a really fascinating life. You can listen to that episode. That's episode. Yeah. That's episode three hundred and ninety nine. I don't know what the fuck that. You just made up a number. That's I just great. made up a number. But we, we did her at one some point. If you want to read about her, she has. But but CCH founder is a is one of these workhorses. That she's a, a one of she's a backbone in the industry. Um, and her her name um it never occurred to me that cch stood for anything don't know why i think because she's been in in my life um since i was 11 years old so i never really questioned it yeah you know you're bringing it up right now and i never questioned it until this second so i'm okay with you. yeah carol christine hilaria pounder love it um was born in guiana on christmas day um uh and yeah, you know what? The year is none of your business. You can look it up if you want, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be kind. I'm not gonna say the ladies, ladies' age. Um, uh, among her, besides her acting credits, she, um, she's one of the founders of Artists for a New South Africa. Um, she energized awareness of po post-apartheid and HIV/AIDS issues. Um. Uh, oh my God! There's there's so much. This is just on the. the uh, I'm trying to go through her credits. There are so many. I should have highlighted some, but there's there's too many. If you don't know her from Law and Order, you know what you know her from. Um, she she was also she was also the chief in Face Off. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> Face off, which like weirdly has a, a a stacked cast of people that are killed off in the first act of Face Off, uh -huh. because Robert Wisdom also shows up as like the best friend to John Travolta. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um. Um. So she was almost cast in the role of C.J. Craig on The West Wing until until uh, Allison Janney got that role. Um. But that didn't matter because she did 138 other things. Um, uh, she actually has she has five projects in the work um, right now. Um, her first three names are all female relatives of hers. And. Um, she said most of her characters are enriched with positive attributes, strength, confidence, integrity, and strong-mindedness, which, yes, all those things are true. Yeah. Um, it's just a list of credits, man. I'm reading all these things like I'm looking, I'm looking at college. Oh, my God. Um, college, you know art school, theater. I mean, we're talking all that jazz, Cornelius, Union City. Jesus Christ. You know, what's funny, too, that I was just thinking about is, you know, when Community did their parody of Law and Order, mm -hmm. it's kind of like you Troy and Abed are just doing the archetypes of the the detectives. But Shirley is 100 percent playing <laughs> CCH Pounder. Oh, like, yeah. Straight up. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the 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 strong well, um, woman of color of authority is cch pounder and yeah. it's not like everyone's doing an impression of her it's just that is cch pounder also she would have been a hell of an amanda waller now that i'm thinking about it she has <laughs> she was amanda waller in batman arkham origins and batman arkham or origins blackgate oh that's really funny uh-huh i just did that like in my head i'm pretty proud of that casting where i was like they should cast her as that and of course they did that yeah of course they did of course yeah. they did but okay just to do this i've done a horrible job of this you guys only because like it she's just been working yeah <laughs> she's just been working and then trying to use her position to make people's lives um lives better um so let me just I'll just give you a, a real quick rundown of awards she's been nominated for primetime primetime Emmy NAACP image award primetime Emmy NAACP image black reel award image award satellite award image award satellite award black reel award image award Emmy award 
Image Award, Emmy Award, Image Award, Image Award. And she, it looks like she's won about a third of those. More to come, I suspect. But still living her best life and still being an awesome CCH pounder. Yeah, no, she's great. And what's fantastic about her is you listen to this, you get inspired. You're like, you know, I want to see some of her work. You could turn on your television right now. And if Law & Order isn't on, which would be shocking, she's mm -hmm. in something that's airing right this second on yep. TV. She's one of the few people that were in all four Law & Orders because she kept showing up because if this isn't a Law & Order show without CCH Pounder. Yeah. And I, I mean, that is such a skill too because... I mean, Law and Order is such a machine and that it was designed to not require any, you know, that it wasn't because, again, Sam Watterson is probably number two on that list after her, I would have to guess. But it's like even then, you know, the show goes on without you. But to be someone that the show needs and that all four shows need and that is iconic enough that you sort of transcend just the structure and the you know, ever cycling nature of the cast that it's like, no, but we get her like you have to get her is like a skill. Like You have to be really good to stand out like that. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's the one. She's she's the face. She's the voice. It doesn't matter. I don't even know her character's name. She is the lieutenant. Yeah, she, you know? I don't think they, yeah, I think no one's a, using a full name with her that it's, you know, like it's all of, out of deference to, yeah, it doesn't no one, matter. Let's go. No one's on a familiar <laughs> enough basis with her. Definitely not to call her her first name. Yeah, know? no, totally. That, I mean, that's Lenny. We know Lenny. Yeah. This is Lieutenant. You yeah. will address her as Lieutenant. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, man. That is awesome. And she is great. Uh, I can play. Do you want me to play the Law and Order iconic, you know, bump bump? I know that quick? one actually. Nope, I can yeah. already hear it in my head. But here, I, I think that people want to hear it. This is okay. the Law and Order. Go ahead, go ahead. Little. Okay. All right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it was either gonna be that or mingle balls, wasn't it? <laughs> oh man. All right, but that that's gonna do it for us. That's the show. This was really fun. I enjoyed this. This was this was a great. This was a great show and I'm glad I'm glad we're doing this um, now because sooner or later we have to talk about the Oscars and we have to do a Hobo Madness tournament and those two things are not going to oh, be fun. Oh no. I, you know, I somehow, even though I, I don't think it's ever far from my mind. I think I had blocked that. I, we need to figure that out. The it Hobo comes Madness sooner tournament. every year, man. There's just, there's no rest anymore. It does. I, I got nothing. I got a, cards on the table. I have no idea. What hey, you do. know what? Give them the phone number. Let's take suggestions. Oh, yeah. Hey. We're in our 15th year. Can we get some fucking help? Yeah, that is a great call. If you have a pitch for what we should do for this year's Hobo Madness Tournament or anything that you want to say to us, we have a phone number that you can call. At any time. He's definitely not say, stalling right now to find it. He knows no, the number. He's I know just the number trying to speak heart to you because plainly. It means so much to me, your calls. Mm -hmm. It's 213-770-7241. That'll be in the show notes too, y'all. Give us yeah. a call. We, we're open to suggestions. And also, if you want to say something to us, be nice. Please be, be nice. nice. Yeah. I'm like an exposed nerve right now, y'all. I don't, I don't need it. I just don't need it. <laughs> and remember, question everything. Oh, the other two nicknames for Nevada are the Sagebrush State and the Battleborn State. I don't know why they couldn't land on one. They have more, like, they have more nicknames than they do, like, people living in their capital city at this point. Get it? Yeah, why? Hobo Radio is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. Hey guys, it's Sean and Carter from Potato Salad Marmalade. Aid. 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 Potato Aid. Salad Marmalade. Another podcast here on the Peak Sloth Network. Check it out. <laughs>